the fallen today as we celebrate Memorial Weekend. And I want to welcome each and every one here today. And if you would stand with me across today, this is the first time that I've been able to be in the pulpit in almost three months. But to God be the glory for the church that has been praying for me, everyone uh, that uh, has said a prayer for me and my family. It is through your prayer and your prayers as you pray for your pastor that uh, I'm on the road to recovery and I'm getting better and every day my strength is coming to me uh, every day and I thank the Lord for that and that uh, we could be here today. But let us read as we read every Sunday morning and I know you guys have been reading this. I've been watching it live as we've had guest ministers come in to fill in for me uh, while I have been out. But, um, but let's read Galatians 2 and uh, uh, Galatians 2 and 20 now. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Like which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated today. Today I may be a little bit emotional uh, for it being my first time in front of you to share with you uh, today, and I want to thank all of the families and friends of this church, your support to me and my family, all of the food that you have fixed for our family, all the cards, all the prayers, all of the monies that you have given to us. I want to thank you from the bottom of our heart, and our family thanks you as well for all that you have done. I know that we are loved, and I know that you love us, and we truly love each and every one uh, here uh, in the church uh, as well. And um, today is a day that, uh, this is also Pentecost Sunday, and, uh, and so I was kind of torn between whether I was going to talk about Pentecost Sunday or if I was going to talk about uh, Memorial Weekend, but I felt like I wanted to do a memorial uh, message today uh, for all of us uh, because some of the passage of Scripture that I'm going to use today will be something, I believe, that will remind us and it will benefit us as we continue uh, to trust in the Lord, as we continue to live out our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, um, and so this is a day that we do want to remember the fallen men and women of all uh, branches of military. And, um, and I'm very passionate uh, when it comes to honoring those that need honored uh, in the military. My father fought in, the war, in World War II. Um, I've talked with some here at the church. He helped build the the bridge over the Rhine River. He was a combat engineer. He built the bridges. As the, as the soldiers would go across, he would go before them, build the bridges, and as they would cross over in Germany and parts of Europe, then they would blow the bridges up so that the enemies could not come back towards uh, the soldiers. So uh, I've never been in the military myself, but my father has, and, um, and I've got friends that have, and so I truly honor them 
uh, today and um, those, uh, even those that are serving. And I do know today is a memorial. Veterans Day is for the living, I know, and memorial today is for the fallen. And so we're going to look at that today. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me, and I want to thank those for uh, coming on today, uh, watching live. My prayers are something I can say to you and your family today to encourage you along the way as we get into God's Word today. I want you to go with me to the book of Joshua, the book of Joshua, the fourth chapter, beginning with the first verse. There are some things that I want to leave with you today through this Memorial Weekend and some things that... Um, that we need to remember. And the title of my message today is this, Memorial Stones to Remember. Memorial Stones to Remember. And what we're going to look at today is there's going to be some, some, some stones today that are very significant that we need to look at uh, today to remind us and uh, to remind uh, our hearts and our minds uh, today. And I want us to look at this just a little bit today. In Joshua 4 and 1, And it came to pass, came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan. And the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, and out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest and their feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight, verse 4. And then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. And each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. Verse 6, And that, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And when it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Can I hear an amen to God's word? When we look at this passage here today, as I've said and titled it, Memorial Stones to Remember, when we look at the word memorial, we see that it is a memory, or it can be memories that we are to remember by. 
In other words, when we look at the word memories, it's the faculty by which the mind stores and remembers information. I am reminded that when I was growing up, I remember the things that I went through uh, as a child. I remember Christmas. I remember uh, Easter. You know, I remember the, the holidays. I remember as a child going outside and, and playing uh, outside. And I, I remember the time where we did not have the gadgetry that we have in social media. So uh, when I went outside, you know, my mother would always say, son, you either stay in or stay out. You're not running in and out of the house. Uh, you got to make a decision. So I made my decision that I was going to stay outside, and I, I stayed outside and played with my friends. Well, I remember that. I remember uh, catching uh, frogs when I was little. We would catch frogs at nighttime, and the frogs didn't really come out until at night, and so uh, kids played with those. I mean, I'm sure kids today probably wouldn't even maybe touch a frog, but those were the times that... I remember. I remember the good things when I was growing up, and I also remember the bad things growing up. And today, if you would be honest with yourself, you could remember the good things growing up that you never want to forget, but there's also there's the bad things that you really want to forget, that you don't want to remember. And memory is very, is very important while you have it. Now, I want you to know today there is a limit on our memory. There is a limit on our memories. We've got friends that have been diagnosed with Alzheimer, and that seems to be a big thing uh, even in America and around the world. And and studies have showed that those that deal with Alzheimer's and even in the early stages and as they go on, they can remember the past more than they can remember the present. And as it gets worse, as that cruel disease gets worse, the, the worse that it gets, it's like they cannot remember the present. They can't remember what, what's going on today. They may not can remember tomorrow, but you talk to them in a conversation and they remember something 20 years ago or they remember something 10 years ago and it's very vivid when you hear them talk about it. But then we learn that our memory as we get older gets a little rusty and eventually it can get to the point where we just can't remember what happened uh, in the past. And so memory now is very important. If you're young today, treasure your memory. Uh, as we're getting older, treasure uh, what, you, uh, what you remember because it's very, very important. Now in this passage of Scripture... We see that the children of Israel have already gone through uh, the Red Sea. Uh, they're, they're, coming, they're coming out of slavery and, and Moses was uh, trying to get them out, to get them to the promised land. And now here they are, they're going to cross over another body of water here. So they've gone through the Red Sea and now they're at the river of Jordan. And now they've, they've got to get across that river Jordan because they've got to enter into the promised land. They've got to enter into Jericho. And so through this passage of Scripture, you have a priest 
which is a Levite, and that's the tribe of Levite. That's where the priesthood came from. And so the priest goes before the people, and God speaks through Joshua, and the priests take the covenant, okay, the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant represented God's presence. Where the covenant is was where God was and is. And so nobody touched the, uh, the covenant. You didn't touch the Ark of the Covenant. Believe it or not, you had to stay 3,000 feet the people of Israel had to stay 3,000 feet away from the Ark of the Covenant and you could not touch the covenant. Only the priest could touch the covenant. And here's the thing, not even Joshua, that the prophet that was leading out could not touch the covenant. The covenant was set in motion for the priest. And God told Joshua, send the priest forward that they may bring the covenant in the middle of the Jordan River. And as the priests stepped their foot on that water and in that water, the Bible says the waters begin to recede back. And as they walked in the middle of the Jordan River, there was the priest, there was the covenant, and there was the water that was completely backed up, and there was completely dry land. And God says, and when the priest stepped their feet in the Jordan, and as they're there, then you are to get 12 strong men from the 12 tribes of Israel, and they are to pull a stone out of that water. I want you to know today that the covenant also represents the Lord Jesus Christ. He goes before you and I. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what your circumstance may be. He is the one that goes before us. He is the one that sees everything that you and I go through. He sees our trials. He sees our temptations. He sees exactly what we're going through. And thank God, God made a way through His Son, Jesus Christ. Now I want you to know today, as the stones were taken out, they were to be beside the water on the other side. Now the Bible talks about the, the, the width and the depth a little bit of the Jordan River or the River of Jordan, ever how that you want to say it. But today I want you to know that Memorial Day is a day and it's a memorable day for you and I. It's remembering family trips as they decorate the graves, there'll be some today that will be decorating the graves. Uh, they'll be, uh, be reading the writings on memorial stones to celebrate those that have fallen. And yet I am reminded when God calls for a memorial stones, these stones were to be taken out of the Jordan River. You may say, well, Pastor, why was these stones taken out of the Jordan River? This was going to be a memorial. This was going to be a reminder that the children of Israel had already went through the Red Sea. They were making their way. In other words, everything that they left, 
they left behind but just the clothes on their back and they were moving and, and entering into a new day, a new dawn ahead of them. I want you to know today we're entering into a new day and yet there's persecution that we're going to see on every hand. There are things that you and I are going to face that we haven't faced yet. <clears throat> we will face tomorrow. But I want you to know today the question is are you leaving a memory for your children? Are you leaving a memorial for your grandchildren? Are you living the life now that when you leave and when you lose your memory, did you leave something here on earth for your children. I'm not talking so much <clears throat> about a life policy. I'm not talking about uh, stuff that you may have because stuff is nothing but stuff. It's going to it's gonna go to the ground. But what is very important is does your children know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior? Does your grandchildren know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior? Listen, money thinks that it can, it can take care of everything. But listen, money is not everything. What is everything is knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. But are you leaving a legacy? Are you leaving a memory? No, sometimes you have to say in your heart, you have to make a choice. There is a choice whether you want to live right for the Lord Jesus Christ or whether you're not because God gives us a choice. But there is a choice that has to be made. There was a choice of the children of Israel when they were going through the river of Jordan. They had to make a decision. Are we going to move forward? Joshua says you can move forward. Jesus Christ says you can move forward. You can't do it on your own. They couldn't do it on their own. But listen, the Ark of the Covenant was there. With the priest was there. They knew that they could trust their God. Because why? Their God had led them. They had led them by faith. Uh, fire by night, cloud by day. God had dropped manna. God had brought provision for His people. And the same God that brought provision for the children of Israel is the same God that can bring provision to you and I every day. We have to make a choice and stand firm on God's Word of the foundation and say, Lord, no matter what, I'm going to live for You. I'm going to serve You. I'm going to take my family with me. And if my family's not saved, Lord, I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray and I'm going to beg God that God don't let them lose their soul, but Lord, let them come with me to heaven. You can't take finances, you can't take the things of this world to heaven, but you can take your family and your family can go to heaven and you can see Jesus Christ. Give God praise in the house today. If I could get out of this wheelchair right now, I'd probably start running. But I'm attained right now. Don't think I don't believe in divine healing. I do. But God also gives us wisdom. Listen, I want you to know today that stones, my first point today is stones are to remember those that have gave their lives. Listen, we're, we're always to remember there are those that have given their lives, that have, that have given their life. Listen, I honor those today that have fallen. They took an oath. They took an oath. They raised their hand and said, we will defend the Constitution. We will fight and we will defend. And I, don't even want, I want to thank those that are even alive today and that you serve in the military. I want to thank you for your service. 
because this is why. Because of the fallen today is why you and I can enjoy this weekend, this Memorial Weekend. And I had some church folks that were over last night that cooked us uh, some ribs or some uh, pork chops last night. It was the greatest things I've ever had. And it was just a wonderful time. But did you know why? It was because of the fallen was the reason why that I can enjoy this weekend. That I can enjoy it with my family and my friends. Why? Because somebody sacrificed. Somebody took, took the time and said, I will defend America. And I want to thank them today. And that's what we do today. We celebrate the fallen because, because of them is why we have freedom and liberty. And our younger generation doesn't understand that. And our younger generation uh, is all into themselves and it's all about what they want to do. But listen, I want you to know there are people that have bled and died for the country that you're in right now so that we can have the enjoyment that you can be on your iPhone and play on your iPhone, play on your tablet, be on your computer. It's why? Because somebody stood in the gap. Joshua as this passage stood in the gap. The priest stood in the gap. Why? Because they saw better days. They knew something was going to be better. Why? Because God promised them. God is promising you and He's promising me. He does not renege on His Word. He is what He is on His Word. He is the Word. He promised it. He cannot lie. That is one thing God cannot do. He cannot lie. And what He says, He will do. And Joshua knew that it was a promise. The priests knew that it was a promise. They knew that they could conquer Jericho. Listen, I'm reminded of a soldier that we owe a huge thanks, and that's William Kyle Carpenter. He was a veteran of the U.S. combat in Iraq and Afghanistan to receive the Medal of Honor, the nation's highest military award. Carpenter lost most of his jaw and his eye when he fell on a grenade to shield a fellow Marine from that blast. He was labeled dead on arrival at the field hospital, but he fought his way back. He spent two and a half years in a hospital as doctors worked to rebuild his body. But if you think he's bitter, think again. Carpenter says, I look back and I'm actually very appreciative. I had those two and a half years because those years put things in perspective more than a whole lifetime of things could. The enemy killed me. I came back, ran a marathon, completed a mud run, jumped from a plane. I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't want to ever quit. I'm just getting started. Carpenter retired from the Marine Corps as a corporal, graduated from the University of South Carolina. Folks, I want you to know how important that it is to love the country that we live in. Yes, I know there's some things that are going on that's not right. I know there's un uneasiness that's going on in America. But I want to remind you it's all because of what the devil's doing. It's all because of what the enemy's doing. But let me share with you today, no matter what goes on in America... It does not change your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Three months ago, I fell off of a ladder 12 feet up in the air, broke my left leg in half. I could have shook my fist at God and said, God, why in the world did you let this happen to me when I'm trying to pastor a church and I'm trying to provide for my family? Why in the world would you do this at this time? And you know, it dawned on me that I could have been bitter, but it has made me better because it has not changed my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because no matter what you and I go through, we don't know what we're going to face tomorrow. If I knew that I was going to fall off a ladder three months ago and break my leg in half, I wouldn't have went up it. I wouldn't have even been there that day. But we never know what may go on in our lives. But here's the question. What kind of memory are we leaving? What kind of memorial are we leaving for friends and family that sees us? When you die and you're six foot under the ground, what are people going to remember you by? Are they going to remember you by complaints? Are they going to remember you by fussing and cussing? What are they going to remember you by? <clears throat> Listen, this is where the rubber meets the road with our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. What kind of memory, what kind of memorial are you leaving? Listen, I remember uh, my mother uh, speaking to me, and I remember her sharing with me and those things are etched in my mind as long as I've got my memory. My mother preached to me to the day I died. She quoted scripture to me to the day I died. She constantly talked to me about the Lord. You say, well, pastor, you were truly blessed. Yes, I was. I'm truly blessed. And yes, there's not a lot of people that are blessed because there's a lot of people that are not been raised by a godly a family, a godly mother and daddy. But listen, that is no excuse because God has no respect of a person. And listen, I want you to know today it doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what you've, you've been through. Listen, God loves you and God wants to have a relationship with you and God wants to do great and mighty things in your life. Hold fast to your profession of faith. Do not waver. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You can leave a memorial right now. You can begin now. If you've got family, if you've got friends, if you've got grandchildren, uh, children, you can leave a memorial for them now. You can touch them now. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm running out of time here. My second point today is stones are to remember a great miracle. We can remember the great miracle that God, that God performed and that the waters receded back and that they walked across. And the Bible says that when the 12 stones were put on the other side, as the children of Israel was crossing over, they said, why do we want to put these stones here? Why do we want to set these stones here? 
God says those stones are to remind you that I made a provision for you, that I brought you through what you could not do on your own. I brought you. Listen, God, a lot of times you may feel like that it's a setback on what's happening in your life. But listen, God is not trying to harm you. He's trying to help you. And the setback just becomes a setup. God is going to set things great and mighty in your life, but He wants you to know and to be reminded that He is a sovereign God and that He's in control. He has all authority, full authority, and we are to trust Him to know that He will make a way when there seems to be no way that God will bring what He will bring to your heart and to your life. And he goes on and says, as God began to tell Joshua, why do you want to do this? Because it is to be set up that every generation that comes by the river of Jordan on the other side, when they see the stones, they will have proof that the stones came out of the Jordan River. You can't get it out of the Jordan River unless the waters are receded back. But the stones was to remind them that God brought provision to them and that He is as solid as the rock. We are to build, hallelujah, we are to build on the rock that there's no shifting sand. God is our rock and we're to build on that and God is there to help us every step of the way. Listen, third, the stones to remember the crossing of Jordan safely. All Israel passed over onto dry land and God clearly lets us know They placed the stones to never forget. Listen, I want, to, I want to bring this in a little bit closer. Listen, death comes to us all. And the flood of the Jordan is a symbol of death. But God brought life. Death will come one and all. In Hebrews 9 and 27, it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. Even all believers must cross this river. But we don't have to cross the Jordan alone. Psalms 23 and 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Christ and His resurrection proves of the memorial that we are to be reminded and proves of the well crossed of the of the well crossed of the Jordan safely. First Corinthians fifteen and twenty. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. No wonder we can find comfort when loved ones die. Let me share with you today, and I'm closing. In First Thessalonians four and thirteen, this is a comforting thought that we need to remind ourselves as the apostle paul as he writes he says but i don't do not want you to be ignorant brethren concerning those who have fallen asleep those that have that have died lest you sorrows as others who have no hope for if we believe that jesus died and rose again guess what we have living hope and even so god will bring with him those who sleep in jesus 
verse 15, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of archangels and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are alive and remain, if we don't make it in the grave, shall be called up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. You've heard me say this and I've got to say it again. You and I may not die a death. We may not be six foot under. You think about that. Some of you are getting older and you might be closer to the grave than I am. I don't know. The young and the old dies at any given time. But we, some of us that are still hanging and still got a few more years, we may not go six foot under. We may wind up having to wait for people to get out of the grave. My mother, my father, friends and loved ones that are already gone, we have to wait for them to get out of the grave. But the Bible says that the rest that's living, that's in Christ Jesus, that's accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in their heart and life, will be called up into the heavens. Will be called up in the heavens. And some may be planning their funeral, and that's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with planning your funeral, planning the future. There's nothing wrong, but guess what? You might not die a death. You may not have it. You may be called up. We may be called up. Listen, these memorial stones today reminds us that life is short. Faith in Christ prepares us for heaven. Yet, will others remember that you crossed the Jordan safely? You say, Pastor, what do you mean about that? Will others know that you, will they know? Will they know? It's the life that you live. It's the life that I live. You know, I've conducted probably more funerals than I have weddings. Sad but true. And there are some that I've done funerals that I had questions myself whether they made it to heaven because of the lifestyle that they lived. But you know what? I'm not their judge. You're not their judge. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not their judge. You're not their judge. But listen, we are known by the fruits that we bear. We know the fruits by, by we bear. We, we, listen, the operation of the fruits of the Spirit, gentleness, goodness, meekness, long-suffering, um, temperance, self-control. I mean, all of these is, far, is part of the fruit of the Spirit, which is the character of Christ that you and I live out every day. Does it mean we get it all right? No, it doesn't mean that we get it all right, but we must strive every day to allow the fruits of the Spirit, the character of Christ, to come alive in our lives every day. But what will people say? When you pass, what will people do when you pass? I don't know about you, but I've been challenged every day to leave a stone.
for memory, to leave something back. I want to leave something back for my children. I have children. I want to leave something back for them. And my prayer is that you want to leave something back that is good. And I'm not talking about monetary uh, gains. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about what you have achieved. I'm talking about sharing eternal life and letting them know that Jesus loves them and that Jesus has come to save them. And that's the main thing, folks, that we need to do even through this memorial. We remember those that have gone. We remember the children of Israel, how they passed. But how did they do it, Pastor? They did it by faith and they were promised. They were promised. And God has given us a promise. And He has promised us. Stand with me across the building um, today. Listen.